0: Welcome to Becoming Church, the podcast where we discuss how the message and movement of Jesus is not just about becoming Christians, but about becoming the church. I'm your host, Kristen Mockler-Young, and I'm so glad you are joining the conversation. Welcome back to Becoming Church, the summer staff series. Today I'm here with somebody you've definitely seen if you've ever visited Mosaic. It's Pastor Mike Smith. Welcome, Mike.
1: Hey, good morning. Good this this afternoon. Okay, good afternoon.
0: (laughs) Good morning. Good afternoon. Whatever time it is when you're listening to this episode, exactly. Awesome. Well, Mike, I want people to get to know you a little bit because on Sunday mornings, if people can catch you, you're a super fun guy to talk to. But you're always very busy.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, people tell me all the time. I'm just the guy that runs around everywhere. So. As long as I keep running around, people think I'm actually doing something. <laughs> there you go. Oh, it's, that's your
0: trick, is it? That's your Yeah, the that's the way it works.
1: <laughs> that's the way it works. <laughs>
0: All right. So what is your actual role at Mosaic?
1: Oh, my gosh. So my actual, so let's start with my, I mean, everybody has a title, right? So my sure. title is executive pastor. Okay. I don't know. I don't really know what that means exactly, right? Yeah. Um. My role at Mosaic is to, you know, particularly on Sunday morning, it involves our connection team and people coming and going and feeling welcome and being served and loved on and there's coffee involved and, um, and all of all of those things so that's that's. And, and every bit of Sunday morning and what I'm doing has everything to do with their experience. So the reason I'm running around everywhere is I'm trying to make things even better for everybody who comes. So, so yeah, that's Sunday morning. Um, during the week, there's a lot of financial things to do. There's a lot of business aspects that I'm responsible for. Um, I'm also doing some community things, um, helping, we we got these block parties and I hope people mm-hmm. are a part of this summer. And so getting those set up and, and going, um, what else do I do? I'm the, the warehouse manager. <laughs> uh- <laughs> you
0: are. We have, we have a warehouse now in the back of our building.
1: <laughs> yep. And so we, we do store things for people, big things, not stuff that people hide away in you store it places, but right. uh, not not like boats, and things. right? Yeah, like boats and cars and trailers and trucks and big things. And so I just kind of manage that every now and then. Um, you
0: you you treat that that warehouse like I don't know you're some kind of magician because the way you play Tetris with different things, <laughs> every time that's, I go in there I think it's full, and then you've somehow got like a fire truck in there or something. Right, right. Well, that's
1: that's actually one of my favorite games is Tetris. I played it in a <laughs> okay, while, but well. I love that game. I love that game. Makes sense. Yeah. So so that's that's part of it. Um I don't know what a lot of things. Yeah, a lot of things. A lot
0: things. of things. You do, and I would say that a lot of what you do is the details. So on Sunday morning, you know, mm. you in your mind, you're like, what can I do to make this experience awesome for not only new people, but the people that come weekly or however often they come so it's little things like you know making sure there's music on and that there is coffee Mm -hmm. and all the holiday or seasonal flavors of creamer or things like that
1: right right and that's that's and I love to do that you know we've we've been we talked about hospitality last week uh in the message and I I love to do that and I love to help the people that are volunteers do that as well because I mean, to be quite honest with you, if it were left to me, it, it's not, a, it is definitely not a one-man show. Yeah. Um, I do, I accomplish what I accomplish because we have some amazing volunteers here at Mosaic. So we do. It's it's all about them.
0: We do. I'm just and guy running around. <laughs> apparently, <laughs> you let them cover all the details, right. but it That's is right. all those little tiny things that make people feel seen and welcome and just kind of right. create. The culture of mosaic yeah. so a lot of people they don't know they just if they've come to mosaic for a while they're like mike has just always been there but you have a kind of an interesting story so tell people how long have you been at mosaic how did you find us all of that
1: wow yes it is it is interesting it's I, it's unusual <laughs> it um is. so we moved um, back to the Charlotte area from Eastern North Carolina. And everybody thinks I grew up there. I did not grow up in Eastern North Carolina. Well, I grew up in Lexington, which is about an hour to the east, northeast, more okay. north and east. But anyway. Um, Sounds like a touchy
0: and, subject there, Mike.
1: <laughs> no, no, not at all. It's just we were in Eastern North Carolina for seven years. And I think people associate that with, oh, sure. that must be where they were from. But uh, we actually grew up a lot closer. And when Jennifer and I got married, we lived in Mooresville, so just up the road for six years. But um, we always, always felt like we would come back. We didn't know why. But through a long process, I felt like God was calling us back to plant a church in the Davidson Cornelius Huntersville area. I also felt like he had given me a name, and the name was Mosaic. So, so then I meet Naeem, who's here, but I met him in California, but he was here, he had just planted mosaic this mosaic, and I thought, okay, well, we'll call it Mosaic Lake Norman because we're a little further <laughs> north and you know everything will be okay. And um, and then we got here and you know, obviously I'm shortening the story, but we got Sorry. here, some things felt like they were falling into place for that to happen. And then there were some things that weren't quite right. But the more that I leaned into God and what he was saying and the directions that, that he was pointing me in, I realized that he actually, he said go, he said mosaic, he said church planting, he said all of those things but he never intended for me to be the lead pastor of that particular church. He brought me here to be a part of a church plant called Mosaic and to jump in. And so, yeah, we arrived in 2007. In 2008 is when I actually, we were coming to Mosaic just in the interim period. Mm -hmm. And in 2008, early, I sat down with Naeem and I said, I don't know what's going on. But God's doing something, Naeem said, just jump in, let's see what happens, and yeah. um, and before the end of 2008, I came on staff, and uh, as the Elm kids pastor, okay. and then it just kind of went up from there,
0: evolved from there, or down from there,
1: evolved from there, that's great, <laughs> that's, that's <really>
0: yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yes, and you've done a lot of roles, but I, I think most of them have been either like kid, family, or community, is that right? Yes. I mean, besides all the behind the scenes
1: mm-hmm. yeah.
0: stuff that my brain doesn't function around. Right.
1: So i I, I haven't done worship. I mean I could. Okay. And, and asked me, but no.
0: yeah. okay. I, I haven't all done right, worship. Sean.
1: I haven't done production. But everything else at some point in time I've probably done a little bit. So yeah. I didn't oh I didn't do women's ministry. Yeah,
0: didn't do that. Okay, okay. well, we'll put that on your list of things to try, too, okay. maybe all before right. the end of the year.
1: <laughs> Might learn something,
0: right? No, oh, I'm sure you would, I guarantee you. <laughs> uh, all right, so before Mosaic, before you found us, before you came here, and, and I would say you, you've you been a part of Mosaic for so long now, I can't even imagine what mm-hmm. Mosaic would be without you and your family. And I'm before, so dumb. You, were, you, you, are, you yeah. were 11 when you were 11. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, before Mosaic, what was your church background? What was your growing yeah. up like?
1: So I grew up in a Southern Baptist church, a rural church in Lexington, like I mentioned earlier. And, mm-hmm. you know, I was just a normal guy, um, a normal church person. I mean, we did go to church every week, more than once a week, and it was normal Baptist church. Um, and then, um, you know, I kind of just did my thing, like most people do. Um, but when I was 16, I really felt a call to ministry. I mean, it was distinct. I can tell you the day—not not the exact date—but I can tell you I was 16. I can tell you I was in my car and I was driving and felt a call to ministry the first time. The second time, I was at a camp um, and you know, just some events there just brought me to tears. I mean, absolutely weeping. Hmm. Um, and, and again, it was a call to ministry, but I essentially said, yeah, no thanks. Um, and kind of did my little Jonah thing and went the other direction (laughs) for 10 years. But when I came to my senses, Mm -hmm. um, I did. I went back to school at Gardner Webb, their school of divinity. They I was the second, the second group of people to um, start. I think they started the year before me. It was great experience. I would not trade it for the world. Just, just the the environment that they had created there at the time, um, and that's a long, long story. So I'll leave that out. Um, but <laughs> it was fantastic and uh so my i did my my work there and they were southern baptist but they weren't this hardcore conservative southern baptist which i never really have identified with yeah. um, and then and then the church that i pastored in eastern north carolina was a southern Baptist church. so okay. that's the background
0: and then you landed it at mosaic which is not a southern baptist
1: not at all which <laughs> Hopefully none of my Southern Baptist friends will take offense to this, but it was refreshing.
0: Yeah. So what's the difference for people that didn't really grow up denominationally or don't really understand the difference between like a Southern Baptist church and Mosaic? What have you learned or maybe how has your faith changed?
1: Yeah. Well, uh, those are, so I would describe it by saying why I felt comfortable leaving the Southern Baptist Church okay. was, uh, and 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 so all the things that I found or experienced, we didn't do a lot with grace. We we mm. talked about truth, yeah, but grace kind of got um, shoved in the closet or in the back corner or under the tape under the rug. I, I don't know. There there was very little grace, and and I don't think I fully understood grace, even having grown up a Southern Baptist, gone to a, a uh, divinity school, I don't really think I understood grace until late in my time as a pastor and then being in a non-denominational church. That was one. The other one was the gifts of the spirit. I, I, I joke sometimes and say that in Southern Baptist life, we talk about uh, the father, the son, and the <laughs> So you didn't hear that last one, and even even in divinity school, we just didn't talk about it. Um, and and I have and what happened to me late again in my uh, leading and pastoring in a Southern Baptist church is things started happening, uh, Holy Spirit kind of things, and I just you know I couldn't I couldn't explain them because I didn't have that um, efficiency. Um, but I couldn't deny them because they were undeniable.
0: Can you give us, I didn't prep you for this, but can you give us an example of one of those Holy Spirit things that just kind of
1: shook yeah. you yeah Yeah. So probably one of the first Holy Spirit things that, that happened to me was we had been praying. We felt like as a church, uh, uh that we were supposed to connect with a people group to love on them, to do mission trips for them and things like, we have been praying and praying. And one day I go to the post office because this was a little small town and everything was at the post office. (laughs) And I pull out this book and open up this book. And it's a magazine, it's a Baptist magazine. And out of that magazine falls a map. It would have been in the middle of the magazine, falls a map and I open it up, it's a map of China. And God said, you know, again, we we always say, well, he didn't speak audibly, but I mean, there was no doubt that he was saying through his spirit, this is the place. And it was completely the place because by the, by, before I could even let anybody know, someone from the mission board called and said, hey, you want to go on a trip with us to China? And I'm like, seriously? (laughs) Um, and so, yeah, I mean, that was like one of the first things. And then there were some radical experiences, a dream in China, all kinds of things. So, yeah.
0: That's very cool. That's cool. Uh, and you have a heart for China. You've been there how many times?
1: Been there six times. Six times. Six hosted times. a student from there. Um, and I do, it's been a while since I've been back and I do miss it. But um, right now we're doing something else. So
0: Yeah. What is, um, what would be your hope for the church in China or what is, I guess, the one thing, I'm sure there's a lot of things, people Mm -hmm. that need Jesus, you know, but I guess, are they, are they, is it that they can't meet together? Like what is the holdup?
1: Well, they, can't, so it's a little different. So they say that Christian, there's persecution of Christianity in China. And they say in China that it's true somewhere, but. There are different pockets. There are different places. So they do meet and they do come together. Um, My hope is that one day there won't be any persecution because there is persecution and it's not like just little pockets. There are some big pockets and we were in some places where it's just, it's awful. Um, But, but I do hope that one day they see that we're not there to undermine anything you know they can continue to be communist and the government can continue to be in control we're not there to undermine anything we're just there to you know bring them jesus and make things better Um, so i i think with religion in china there is a fear that um it's an uprising but okay i mean that's never what we're
0: about right Right. right. All right. So, and, and Mosaic, I know Mosaic's gone on a couple of different trips to mm-hmm. China that you've helped lead. Yep. If you, for somebody that's listening that has never been to Mosaic, mm-hmm. how would you explain like the vibe of Mosaic, like 10 words or less?
1: Ooh, 10 words or less. <laughs> I don't know if I can do it in 10 words, but let me right, try. Shot. I'll count. I would say it's a party. It's a party where you can meet new people, and be with people that you're accustomed to um I just feel like that on Sunday morning that yeah uh, and maybe maybe others see it differently but I feel like you can engage people and talk to people and it's a party it's a fun atmosphere if you come here and you're a pessimistic person so you're just not going to be able to stay that way yeah
0: so you <laughs> <Right? Yeah. laughs> okay well that was like 17 words or something okay. but we'll go, <laughs> we'll go it's not with. too bad it's a party we take it's a party as three yeah. and i yeah i love that i definitely think we have a culture of of fun and of joy and not taking mm-hmm. ourselves too seriously and that's probably one of my favorite things yeah about mosaic is there something that either other people would be surprised to know about being in ministry or something that surprised you when you finally did, as you said, come to your senses and step into it. Um,
1: something to be surprised. I, I don't want to say this would be a surprise, but it could be a surprise um, that, that, it's a challenge sometimes. It's so fulfilling. Yes. But but the thing that is not always as fulfilling is the inability to see all that you're accomplishing.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, I believe that we accomplish a tremendous amount in ministry, um, but it's not always evident. You know, it's it's inside of people. And I think sometimes that is the hardest part about ministry is is you, you never know exactly what you're accomplishing. It's why when I go home, I like to build things <laughs> because I can see what I've done. But um
0: yes. but that is a is a challenge. Yeah, that is a challenge. I get that. And I do think people might be surprised in that because I think a lot of the old metrics, right, are well, what's the money and count people mm-hmm. and attendance and all of those things. And yeah, there's something to that, but that's a very yeah. surface level kind of success, you know. Right.
1: Right, right. All
0: right, what is your, um, we're gonna get to some quick fire questions here in just a second, but before we do that, what is your favorite thing about God?
1: My favorite thing about God is completely connected to what we talked about Holy Spirit-wise. There have been times, particularly in my trips to China, actually mission trips to anywhere, where I have prayed and in our group, you know, we'll be together in a group and I will pray God, would you just surprise us? Mm. No, no limits, you know, just surprise us. No expectations, just surprise us. Um, and he always does, oh, always awesome. does. And um, I think that's the thing about God that, that I love, that you never get to the end of him. Um, you, you know, with scripture, I'm always amazed at what more there is to know or the revelations from scripture. And, and I love, you know, love, love, love. um, Just, just communicating with him this past Sunday. All right. This past Sunday, we were together and two individuals in our huddle on Sunday said, um, said they have lost family members and Then we prayed and I closed my eyes and immediately I saw two people in white waiting in line. That was what I saw. And and here's the funny thing. They were both male. Now, I went into that prayer thinking that one of them that was lost was, uh, you know, that had passed was male and one was female. But they were both male, and I didn't even associate it till later. I was talking to one of the uh, individuals saying I saw this, and he said, "Oh no, that wasn't my wife's mother; it was my wife's father." And I thought,
0: "Holy cow!" Oh my gosh!
1: You know, how could that be anything but God? And I I know you're like, "How?" I just know they were male, but you just—I don't know when when you interact with God, you just know things. You you just you just intuit things, and and it was weird for me because I I saw that, but. I thought, yeah, you know, I just missed it, but I didn't miss it. They were both male. Um, And so it was cool and able to share that with, uh, with them and and bless them in that way. So
0: that's awesome. Well, and I would say for the people listening that are like, I never see that. I never hear from God. It it takes practice. I definitely think it takes some leaning in and trusting. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'm going to trust that what you're saying, what I'm hearing, what I'm seeing is you. Yeah, and then an asking of God to keep showing me things and keep stirring in my spirit and mm-hmm.
1: it takes practice. I think it takes faith. I mean, obviously, oh, sure. you've got to actually believe that it's happening. And I think too, uh, I go back to when God called us to come here, and I didn't know why. It takes having enough faith to just say it out loud for us to put our feet in motion to come to actually really step into it. So, you know, I just, I would say go after it. Even if you get it a little wrong, it's okay, Yeah, it's okay. Go after it, practice it, believe in it, trust it and go with it. And and when you start making forward movements, then there's momentum.
0: Yeah, we just go in obedience and then he keeps he rewards that, I think. Right, I think. Even so. if we do, even if we don't right. get it wrong, he's still like, exactly. hey, at exactly. least you tried.
1: <laughs> at least you tried, and you believe that I actually can do it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Awesome. All right. Well, I'm going to hit you with some quick fire questions. So this is all just right. whatever comes to mind. It does not have to be about mosaic or okay. religion or anything. All right. All right. What is something that you love? Something
1: that I love. I love to water ski.
0: Okay. <laughs> weird,
1: but I love the water ski. I've been skiing since I was a kid, slalom skiing, and I absolutely love to do it. Can you do any tricks? Um so <laughs> you can I, stay I up. I really can't do any, you can't really do a lot of tricks on a ski, but yeah. my my best friend when I was younger, we entered a contest, a hydro sliding contest, and 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 we you know, he jumped over me, and oh wow! And so we were just like out there, so it was fun. So
0: fun. You can do a few
1: tricks on the board.
0: All right. Yes, yes, you can.
1: You've got All a right. couple.
0: I, I, have. I'm waiting. To, listen, summer's coming. <laughs> it's time, we're, 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 <laughs> it's time yes, to get go. out behind that boat. <laughs> let's go. All right. What's something that you can't stand?
1: Oh, can't stand. I can't stand snakes. I'm horrified of snakes. Uh, okay. You just can't. um, I can't. I can't be near a snake.
0: Okay. Well, let me tie those two things together. Then, what do you do about (laughs) those snakes in the water? (laughs) Uh, Stay away from them.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Stay away from them. Oh my gosh! When I if 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 I see a snake, I go the other way.
0: Okay. Good to know. (laughs) What is something that people would be surprised to know about you?
1: Surprised to know about me? Oh my gosh. Ah, that's a great question. Uh, I mean, just something that's hilarious, I think, is that I was actually stopped by a policeman, arrested by the policeman, put in cuffs, put in the back of his car, and taken to my 30th birthday party. (gasps) Two years ago. Oh, two years ago! Taken to my 30th birthday party, sir. I thought I was, anyway... Um, did
0: you freak out or did you figure it out along the way?
1: Well, I kind of figured out along the way, but in the beginning I was freaking out.
0: Oh my gosh. I would have too. that's so scary.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So.
0: All right. Tell me a surprising thing, either about another staff member or something that goes on behind the scenes.
1: Wow. <laughs> Those can be
0: delicate, you know? I know. Listen, I have editing powers, so you say what you want. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my
1: gosh. Um, I'm trying to think of something that you wouldn't edit, but I'm having a hard time.
0: (laughs) Um, We can keep those secrets locked up if we need to. Yeah, I don't... I,
1: we maybe should keep those locked up.
0: All right, we can do it. Yeah. We'll do it for now. Okay. <laughs> All right, this one might be easier. Who's the funniest person on staff?
1: Funniest person on staff. Man, that depends on the day. um You know, sometimes Naeem's out of the sales, sometimes you're out of yours. <laughs> Ashley, you know, most people think of Ashley as more serious and they think of me that way too a lot of times, but sometimes she's hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I think, I think each one of us has our own days because everybody else needs it when yeah. when, um, when, when it shows up.
0: <laughs> That's for sure. We laugh a lot, even in the we midst do. of the most tension-filled, frustrating conversations. Somebody always knows <laughs> when it's time. Yes, time for a laugh. I think so. All right, Mike, what's your favorite color?
1: My favorite color is red.
0: And do you know that it's red?
1: Yes, well, most of the time.
0: See, people so, might not know that you're colorblind that would be a surprising right. fact <laughs> sometimes it's green last night we were
1: having a meal and mm-hmm. i asked jennifer i said what is that that's spinach because i asked her what else is in this dish and she said spinach and i said "It had a weird texture she said oh no that's um what are they called um dried tomatoes That's not what oh
0: that's yeah like sun-dried it. tomatoes
1: sun-dried tomatoes <laughs> yes <laughs> I had no idea they were red. Everything looked green to me, but. um,
0: Okay. Yeah, (laughs) interesting. So you think your favorite color is red. Okay, good to know.
1: (laughs) No, it is red. It's just, yeah.
0: (laughs) Okay. All right. What's your
1: favorite snack? Favorite snack. Can I, can it be a candy?
0: Of course. I had a feeling it was going to (laughs) be. Yes,
1: it's candy. I mean, my favorite snack is like a chewy spree
0: okay but not the green
1: ones and because, i do know the difference between okay. the green ones <laughs> and
0: the red ones okay chewy sprees not the green ones good to know
1: you there's this place in in Pawleys island that you can go and they sell it like bulk and so i can pick out all the ones that are not green
0: you don't you stand there and you just absolutely. <laughs> that's awesome mm. all right what's a book that you're reading right now
1: uh, I am reading. Oh my gosh, the name of it just left me. Well, you know me. I don't. I don't like to read. Um, I like to listen. Um, okay. I've always been a slow reader, and my wife just irritates me because she just blows through a book. I think you kind of relate to that mm-hmm. um and I'm the guy that's struggling over there and and the whole time I'm reading I'm thinking about 15 other things and when I get finished with that paragraph I'm like what did I just read What's uh-huh. so I am listening to on audible because that's just still that's counts just ma- it's magic it's magic still predictable success and so I'm trying to work through that um, now, sometimes if I'm honest, I actually buy the book. If it's a really good book, deep book, I buy the book and I have it in front of me and I listen as they read. And make wow. Okay. But, but reading is awful. It's awful.
0: Okay. I think Audible counts. If I did not have Absolutely. Audible, I mean, I would read almost never, but yeah. I feel like I'm reading all the time because yeah. of Audible.
1: It saves people like me.
0: <laughs> yes all right well when you're not listening to audible what is what kind of music do you like to listen to
1: well obviously you know um, that I grew up in the 80s yep actually <laughs> um, and I love to listen to 80s rock um, particularly journeys, probably my favorite band. We just went to that concert in May that was in Charlotte and there were a bunch of old people there. I don't know what was <laughs> with all that, but, um, <laughs> fantastic. I loved it. And so don't stop believing. I love it. Great song. Um, yeah. Just that's, that's, that's what's up.
0: Awesome. <laughs> all right. Well, this is your last question. Your last chance. What is one thing that you want people to know?
1: Always wash your hands when you leave the bathroom. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, you want it to be serious? No, no, it can be it if you want it to be. No, no we were doing rapid fire. So, I mean, that's, that's a <laughs> okay. good thing. I mean, you should always wash your hands. When you you leave should. That's it's true. It's natural. Um, so, what is one thing? Um, it's probably this. You know, I want people to know that, where God is concerned, there's nothing you can't come back from, and there's nothing you can't reach. We've talked about some Holy Spirit things, and I think some people think not only that they can't come back from their past. I mean, I have a past too, Um, but you, there's nothing you can't come back from, and there's nothing you can't attain. You, I think uh, equal amount of people think, well, because of my past or because I'm so new in the faith or blah, 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 I could never tap into the Holy Spirit in the way that, that some people described or maybe even just the little ways that I've described today, but that's so not true. That's so not true. They can experience, everyone can experience that again, you just have to go after
0: it. Yeah. So, That's awesome. I love that. Yeah. Well, Mike, thank you for being here. And listeners, if you show up on a Sunday and you see this guy running around through the parking lot, make sure you grab him. Make sure you just tell him, thank you for all he does, because I promise you all of the things that you see him doing on Sunday morning, midweek, he's doing that many more things, even behind the scenes to make sure that mosaic you know doesn't go bankrupt and we're responsible with our money and (laughs) and we're still able to be the church and give locally and globally and care for people and i said it earlier but mike we really i can't imagine mosaic being mosaic without you and your family so thank you for being here today but also just for all that you do at mosaic thank you thank you i love it i love it awesome friends well make sure that you are subscribing or following the show we have a few more of these staff interviews and i'm gonna see if i can get people to spill some stuff next time so make sure <laughs> you listen for the secret. if they say it about me it's not true yeah. <laughs> okay deal all right guys we'll see you next time
1: see ya